Here's the pitch. It's Matt Wyatt with all the good stuff you need to know. Well, and just like that, it's time for another show here in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! Let me try that again. Go! There we go. That's better. Go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes. That's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. It happens to be a Tuesday. And, uh, yeah, so Tuesday is still a day that, you know, most of the time is still reserved for looking back, right? Like the whole turning of the page doesn't really happen until you really kind of get into Wednesday. That would be tomorrow, right, according to the calendar. So, hey, feel free to react to the weekend. And here's the other thing, too. Let me just go ahead and put this out there before we go too much further. Uh, We didn't get to everything yesterday. (laughs) <laughs> now, if you text the show or you commented on the live stream, if you're on Facebook or uh, YouTube, you probably noticed that, that, you know, there's a ton of feedback flying around yesterday and, you know, there might've been a comment or a question that we didn't get around to or might've missed, um, not intentional, but there was a lot going on. So if that was you, if you had something you wanted to kind of get in here and let's discuss and we didn't get around to it yesterday, well, let's pick that back up today. But really anything again on the table for you here today, you can be a part of the show it's the same as pulling up to the table, sitting down next to us, plop down, join the conversation. You don't have to be like having written invitation. Just come on. <laughs> we'll even pour your mug full of hot coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany, Mississippi. Ooh, it's good. Man, that's some good stuff. Make your tongue slap your hat off. I've even got comments already on the live stream on the Murray West live thread. David on YouTube said, let's go, and gave everybody a hail state with a bunch of exclamation points. Excuse me, my man Braxton out in Texas said, what's up? What's up? Braxton? Tell you what. Tell your dad. I said, hey, that would be the Coach Jackie Wayne Cheryl. Tell Coach I said hello. Think about him all the time. Braxton, good to hear from you. And so y'all can get on in here. Comment on the Murray West live thread. Speaking of, if you need your logo on anything, need it embroidered on anything, that's where you go. All right, go to Murray West. It's here in Mississippi. They are based in New Albany. They are a contract embroidery company that's been here since 1996 and been growing and just doing better and better. And uh, family-owned still, wonderful people. You'll be glad you're doing business with them. Uh, custom apparel, anything else. So, like, if you need your logo on a shirt or a hat, really anything, custom apparel, but also other items, just make sure you go there. Start there. Go to murraywest.com. It's M-U-R-R-Y west.com. You can also text the show in the country, please, and text line. And you may call me on the Divini Equipment phone. All right, so the number's coming up. I'll give you the phone number now. Call me on the Divini phone, 995-1059. That's a 601 number, 995-1059. Let's say hello. Let's say hello to B. Hey, B. Hey, Matt Wyatt. How's your Tuesday so far? So far, so good. Oh, boy. Today's a special day around here uh, for people like me. 
Now, Beaver, this ain't going to be so much up your alley as it will be up mine. Um, but, Beaver, I don't know if you realize this. Today is a big day in the TV world on this day. On this day in 1960, one of the greatest TV shows of all time began airing on CBS. Yep. That's right. The Andy Griffith Show made its debut on this day back in 1960. And so for those who listen to this show live in the Jackson area, Central Mississippi, if you listen live in the middle of the day, the show that comes on before this, Chuck Oliver, you know, he, you would have already heard this just a few minutes ago because when he goes off the air, he uses the he uses the uh, Andy Griffith theme when he goes off the air. Don't I have that right, Beaver? You're not, you weren't necessarily a huge Andy Griffith fan. No, I'm not. But you know what? All the all the talk, all the Andy Griffith talk I get when I'm here with you. Yeah. I am not opposed to going back uh-huh. and giving it another shot because <laughs> my memories of it are yeah. still just from you know way back in the day TBS it was TBS reruns right yeah yes, it was that's right TBS was the best but I'm not opposed I don't know where to watch them though where do you watch Andy Griffith these days yeah where do you watch it uh, that's it so there are some local stations, Beaver, that have like a contract for reruns. Um, which what's interesting about that is like I don't I guess Opie would be the only original cast member well, he and his brother in real life, Ron Howard and Clint Howard, the only original cast members still living of the show. So as far as royalties go and stuff, they'd be the only ones. But like uh, where I live in North Mississippi, the local CBS affiliate still shows reruns of the show like after or before the evening news i can't i think maybe it's right before evening news but we as a family for example have i think purchased every episode ever of the andy griffith show on amazon prime you know how like you can basically get a show and now you have it yeah on amazon so we have it yeah, and that might be the best way to do it in fact you know i will say the early Andy Griffith show, like the first year for sure, and then maybe season two, uh, Andy's character was different. They've, that's been documented and stuff, and it kind of changed in season three where he was the more level-headed, you know, a little bit different. He was more of a kind of a country bumpkin. <laughs> he called it a rube in the first couple of seasons. Closer to his character in that movie, No Time for Sergeants. Well, last night, the local CBS station... I flipped it on to that particular episode of Andy Griffith, and it was one that I could not remember. It was obviously one of the early ones, maybe season one or season two, but I could not remember this episode, and it was something about they were crowning. They had a Miss Mayberry or – no, no, it was Founder's Day. That's what it was. They were having a Founder's Day like celebration for Mayberry, which involved they were doing a drama, like a play and a skit, and Floyd the Barber was playing a pilgrim in it and all these different things, and then they were crowning a Miss Mayberry – and I can't, for the life of me, having ever seen that show before. So as many times as I've watched the reruns over and over, I don't think I've ever seen that one before. But, yeah. Yeah. So today's the day. Today's the day it all started back in 1960. How many years ago would that be? Maybe 63 years? <laughs> Is that goodness? 
Matt Wyatt, this tells me I can watch all eight seasons for free on Pluto TV. Really? Okay, you say for free, but do, do you have to subscribe to Pluto TV to be able to see it, though? I don't think so. Okay, so like Pluto because is free? I, keep, I, I think most things are on Pluto. Okay. I've seen it because on... I see it a lot on the since I got that Google TV... A whole new world of options has been opened for me. <laughs> and they show a bunch of stuff available okay. from Pluto. Hmm. So tonight, I this I promise you, tonight, right. when I get home in eight hours, because <laughs> there's an additional show, right, you talking, sports, yeah. talking Sports today, after Talking Sports, I will go home, and I promise you I will, I will look at Pluto TV, and if it's free... I will watch. I will begin okay. the first episode. Okay, begin. And I'm going to be interested to hear, like it's not often that a show like that, you know someone, like we do Beaver here, y'all, that we can kind of see what it's like for somebody to watch through it for the first time. But, yeah, I'll be interested to hear once you get like to season three what you think about the change in Andy's character, the Andy Taylor, the, the character Andy Taylor played by Andy Griffith. Uh, Jimmy comments on YouTube says there is no subscription to Pluto. It's free. Thank you very much. And I'm a little fond of the Andy Griffith music as well. Now, this is the Mayberry March. Nick says, hearing that Andy Griffith music reminds me of chicken noodle soup, a thermometer, and having to go outside and turn the TV antenna. <laughs> yeah. We talked about that one recently also. Yeah, so this is Andy Griffith Show's birthday. What else we got here? PT for MSU Texas showing a country-pleasing text line. Country-pleasing sausage. Just look for the big red hog. Highway 49, Florence, Mississippi. That's where it comes from. But you can get it in grocery stores all around the southeast. PT for MSU says, I watch Andy most every afternoon on TV Land when I get home from work. It's one of the best shows of all time. It is pure. I mean, it definitely is. Uh, you know, pure and, and the stories and morals and that kind of thing. It's something anybody can enjoy. Not everybody does. Now, I used to sort of joke about this, but I don't know if I was really 100% joking. I said, guys, if you ever are dating somebody, okay, a girl and she's, y'all are kind of getting serious and you find out that she doesn't like the Andy Griffith show, you might want to slow down. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, uh, somebody said Matt. Well, well, let me come back to that because there's a whole bunch of stuff here about Andy Griffith. Uh, Lance Texas Show says, Beaver, you can sit with my daytime bar regulars and watch it every day at the Capitol Grill. <laughs> so you saying there's a whole bunch of guys that are day drinking at a bar and they watch Andy Griffith in the... At the bar? Really? David and Brandon says, uh, when I think of my childhood TV shows, I go straight to Happy Days. Happy Days, I like. Okay, I just didn't, I like it. It's just I didn't watch a ton of it. Jimmy says on the Murray West live thread, there are no bad episodes of the Andy Griffith Show. Micah on Facebook and the Murray West Live thread says, I woke up at 2 a.m. startled about how overrated Napoleon Dynamite is. <laughs> what? 
What? It's not overrated. And secondly, why did you feel the need to share that with me? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I said everything's on the table. Uh, Melissa comments on Facebook, says WCBI airs Andy Griffith every night after the 6 p.m. news. Okay, so it's after the 6 p.m. news. And WCBI is the local CBS affiliate in Columbus. Says the only reason to turn the news on is to watch Andy, Opie, and Barney. <laughs> Make sure you don't miss the beginning, right? Um, <clears throat> okay, Mike, I got it. Got it, got it. So we, Beaver, here's what he's saying on Facebook. You know, because periodically we'll do the overrated, underrated game with you. Um, Micah says on Facebook the reason he woke up thinking about how overrated Napoleon Dynamite is because we have him thinking what's overrated versus underrated versus uh, appropriately rated. So glad that we have sort of infiltrated your life, Micah, to the point that you're thinking about things that we think about at 2 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> uh, for what it's worth, good or bad, I don't, I don't know. That's where it is. Um, <clears throat> uh, Tyler said the episode where the goat ate the dynamite is the best episode. That's a good one for sure. And didn't they hear the explosion? They thought that he had. Blow the goat. <laughs> blow the goat had blown up. Uh, MSU nineteen eighty says Matt Beave, Andy Griffith in the Jackson area comes on MeTV at seven and seven thirty p.m. We did have another reminder that Pluto TV is free, so there you go. That's good. That's good. Good to hear it. Okay. Um. So let me go back to the comment. This will get us into our football for today. Unnamed texture says, and I quote, Matt, it's time to address the elephant in the room. It's time for Mike Wright to get a start. It says, the text says, thank you, Rogers, for all you've done for us, and you still may be our man, but we'll never know if Mike doesn't get any PT. This is thanks from, oh, okay, it's not unnamed. It's Humphreys County Dog with a W, Humphreys County Dog. Probably need to punch him in there. I'll do that right now. Um, yeah, okay, listen, let me say Humphreys County Dog, H-C-D. <laughs> um, let me say this. We talked about it yesterday on the show some because obviously on a, you know, reaction Monday it came up. And, you know, Will made some mistakes the other night against Alabama, didn't have his best game. And a lot of that was, you know, decision-making stuff. But, um and I know yesterday in the press conference that uh, Zach Arnett said that Mike Wright has, you know, earned the right to get some more snaps. Maybe he's he's earned some more opportunities. Okay. And I like the idea of, you know, even a transfer having to sort of go through the ringer a little bit to earn those opportunities, and and then a coach making a decision when it's time to give him more of those. But in terms of you know, turning the apple cart over and starting somebody versus somebody else. I, I don't really know about that. You know, it's different at quarterback. It would be hard for me to believe that, you know, you'd be so convinced through practice, out of the spring, through the summer, into the fall, through all that practice, you know, they were obviously convinced that, you know, Will's a starter. Will gives him the best chance to win. He's certainly the most experienced that you have. And um, 
to then, you know, go through a few games and you're two and three and you look at who the losses are to um, at home to both LSU and Alabama. Well, I got news for you. Hate to say it, but that's happened a lot. There's been a lot of coaches and a lot of quarterbacks here that have lost to LSU and Alabama, regardless of where you played them. And I know that, you know, we look at some of the issues on the offense and maybe that hasn't been the case in every loss, but the truth be known, they did some things on offense the other night that they haven't against Alabama that they haven't done in in recent memory. So it's not all bad. They've done some good things. It's just you want more, right? And we here, as everybody else, have scratched our head about, you know, decisions to overhaul the offense and totally transition and all those kinds of things. It's, sure, okay. And, yeah, there there is also a precedent and there are examples all over the place of, Sometimes it does get to a point where a quarterback change is warranted, and sometimes it's worked. But, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily read it that way. Like, based on a game against Alabama, you're going to make a total change at that position. As if, Humphreys County Dog, as if that's the one glaring issue also. You know, if it is, then if that is the one glaring issue – that you have or the most glaring issue that you have, okay, then it is up to the coaching staff to address that and, you know, everybody's feelings be darned. That's just the way it is. I understand that. Everybody understands that. But I think with this team, it's not the one glaring issue um, by any stretch. I really don't. So now whether or not Mike Wright plays some more snaps in some other situations, I, I'm, hey, yeah, discuss it. Figure that out. You know, they're the ones getting paid millions of dollars to figure this stuff out. And so if they can figure it out and, and realize that instead of playing, you know, X percentage of your offensive snaps, you can double that and you become a harder-to-defend offense, go ahead on and do it. I'll be all for it. Everybody else will too. But the idea of you're going to make a change in starting and playing will throughout the game, I don't know if it's – I don't know if it's there yet. You know, I don't know if you – can play a team like Alabama and that be the judge, you know, I really. So some of that stuff I just don't really know yet. All right, over to the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. Got a call from Mitch on line one. Thanks for calling, Mitch. What's up? Hey, Matt. Love the show, man. I listen to it every day. Um... In regards to Beaver and Pluto and Andy Griffith, Pluto is awesome because it has not only does it show Andy Griffith, it's got a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week Andy Griffith channel. Oh wow! <laughs> so you can you can tune in whenever. As a matter of, as a matter of fact, right now at my house, my two dogs are watching Andy Griffith. I guarantee. You. <laughs> because I leave it, I leave it on for them so they can have some noise in the house. And we either keep it, me and my wife, I married a good woman. We either keep it on Andy Griffith or I Love Lucy because they have both channels. They have an Andy Griffith channel, they have an I Love Lucy channel, and it plays nonstop, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So he don't have to worry about catching it because if he goes to Pluto, it's going to be there. How about that? That's cool. So 24 hours a day. I didn't know. Mitch, I appreciate the heads up on that. Yep. Thanks. 
Yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah, it is a great show. Appreciate the call, Mitch. Call yep. me anytime. Don't be a stranger. Yes, sir. Thank you. Hail yes, State. Uh, so this was funny. Um, on the Murray West live thread, you know, a minute ago we had somebody text in on the show on the Country Pleasing text line and say that you could always go sit over there at the bar in the middle of the day and watch it. And I was, and, and they have the Andy Griffith show on, on at the bar in the middle of the day. And I said, really? <laughs> I mean, a bunch of guys sitting around day drinking at the bar watching Andy Griffith. Is that really? And Kenny on Facebook on the Murray West live thread. No, it was not Kenny. It was Lewis on YouTube who said, it's a room full of Otis's watching the Andy Griffith show during lunch. <laughs> and and so anybody who knows the show will get the reference, a room full of Otis's, because he was the the, the lovable town drunk in that, in that show. I know what Kenny was telling me on Facebook was to go check out the movie The Blind. It's a movie about Phil Robertson from Duck Dynasty. And I've got to do that. I am really intrigued by that. I'm a huge fan of his and theirs. So I need to go check it out. Thanks for the reminder. All right, just getting started with you here on this Tuesday in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stick around. Some comments, uh, and then flipping it to a high school sports story that I think you need to be aware of. Here in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Joseph said on Facebook, on the Murray West live thread, he said, with all the state fans talking about the QB situation, something has to give. When issues arise and complaints flood in from the fan base, they need to listen. Uh, That's from Joseph. Um, Yeah, maybe. Uh, in regards to personnel decisions, they probably don't need to listen <laughs> to the fan base. You know, maybe logos and end zones being painted and uniforms and some of that. Okay. You know, maybe that's different. But personnel decisions, who you need to play, I mean, fans aren't at practice. Fans think they know that the alternative is better. Um, and I will tell you this, Joseph. You know, you, you may be a state fan. You know, young or old, I will tell you this. State has either as long or maybe even a longer history of anybody else in the country of the backup quarterback is always the answer to everything, according to the fan base. And guess what? Very seldom, only in a few cases, (laughs) has it actually been true that the backup quarterback was the answer to all the problems. And when you give up 41 and then 37 
and then 40, or whatever the case is, uh, the backup quarterback ain't going to help with that. It's just not. And the other thing is, too, usually backup quarterbacks are a backup for a reason. You know, the most innocent of which would be youth or inexperience. But sometimes when those older guys are backups, it's because the younger guys are better. So you got to consider that, too. And there's a lot more that goes into running an offense than just just the throwing part of it now. Again, they have to make a decision. Do you have somebody else that is more of a spark and going to be harder to defend, play in, play out, series in, series out, than the guy we're playing? You know, I, I would tell you, Joseph, I was an example of I was on a team one time where I was really the very thing holding us back. And they didn't need somebody to go in there and just be, you know, the next Peyton Manning. What they needed is somebody to just go in there and not turn the ball over and run the offense efficiently because the team was kind of ready around it. And so putting me on the bench got it going. And I've been on the other side of that too when, for one reason or another, I was the one coming off the bench to provide a spark. Okay, And that's up to coaches to figure that stuff out. And what teammates do is then down the road – Years later, they look back at that and go, look, coaches are just trying to figure out a way to win. None of that's ever personal. They're just trying to figure – they got to win. So anybody who would insinuate that they are playing Will Rogers for some other reason other than trying to win, well, you just are fooling yourself. So you got to you got to change up your thinking on that a little bit, or not. You know, it doesn't matter. Ultimately, though, what I think is, coaches rarely in any situation need to be listening to the fan base about who they do and don't play. That's just my that's just my take on it. Brad commented on Facebook and said Saban had to try another quarterback. You know, that was weird, wasn't it? <laughs> he played them, and they both were terrible. And that well, I was terrible. They weren't that great. And it was almost like that's what it took to convince the entire Alabama fan base, see, we made the right decision to begin with. I mean, that's really all that was. That's what I think on it. All right, three texts, and then we're moving to something here that you need to be aware of. Lance texts the show and says, um, he's going to send me a picture of the boys watching Andy Griffith at the bar today. I want to see that. And then he said, Otis was the only married guy, and he happened to be the town drunk. Yeah, that's it. He was the only married guy on Andy Griffith, wasn't he, the, in, as far as recurring characters. And I don't know that we ever met his wife on the show. Uh, Jason in Flagstaff, Arizona, says, I feel like there are some people out there who are taking entirely too much pleasure in Will struggling the other day, i.e. the, I said it for three years, people. Whole lot of programs with this team popping up at inopportune times. He says, and one guy ain't fixing that. Uh, QB1 texts the show and says, uh, Mike isn't the answer to this offense, but his skills should be used way more. And you can certainly argue that, QB1. He's done well with the opportunities he has gotten, right? And that running ability is an added thing that if other stuff's not working, his running ability adds another element that they have to worry about and defend on defense. And so – you heard Zach Arnett say that he's um, that he's um, you know earned the opportunity, earned some some more opportunity. 
Okay. Coming to a high school near you. Let me give you some details on this story. You tell me what you think about it. First up, from Georgia. This published yesterday in the Augusta Press. I went right through Augusta on my way to and from South Carolina a couple of weeks ago. Didn't stop. No, didn't. I've been to uh, Augusta National and the Masters before, but I didn't like pull through there just to look at the entrance. So, no, I just drove through there on the highway. Here you go. When the Georgia High School Association voted on Monday to approve a bylaw that allows high school athletes in the state, as of Georgia, to profit from name, image, and likeness opportunities, it got the wheels of thought turning in the heads of some Augusta area coaches. They're asking, what does it all mean? Undeniable, it says, implications in Georgia for club and AAU sports programs. Said it seems safe to say that the GHSA, Georgia High School Activities Association, or Georgia High School Sports Association, did Monday in its fall meeting has triggered arguably the most seismic paradigm shift in Georgia high school sports in decades. The amendment to the bylaw that allows Georgia athletes to now go ahead, Georgia high school athletes to now go ahead and they can earn name, image, and likeness money. Here we go. Do it. Everybody together. Two fingers, each hand, like you're signaling peace, and now wiggle them. Air quotes. Name, image, and likeness opportunities. They, they amend, the amendment passed 65 to 10. Okay, so overwhelmingly. So why are you telling me this? Here's why I'm telling you this. First up, the state of Georgia. Raise your hand if you root for a college athletics program who recruits high school athletes out of the state of Georgia. Everybody's hand went up. What does that mean? Now, what I didn't read on, and I, you know, frankly... I don't know. I already took a shower today. Okay, I don't want to take another one. So I'm not going to read on any more gory details in this stuff. I don't know if it's like the Missouri law or not. The Missouri law, or, or bylaw, says high school athletes in Missouri can go ahead and begin to earn name, image, and likeness money if they commit or sign with a an in-state college. Well, to me, that may be Missouri's law, but all a high school athletes got to do is challenge that. If he wants to go ahead and earn something and not go to a Missouri school. Anyway, to let you know, state, Ole Miss, nor anyone else, is now immune from having to figure out a way to pay Georgia high school athletes even before they've left high school in order for them to come to school to sign with you to come play for you in college now you have to pay them earlier okay to add a note here on the murray west live thread melissa says on facebook tennessee passed this earlier too okay same thing tennessee's got it that came out on monday 
that Georgia had made a change. High school athletes can now make money. Name, image, and likeness money. That was Monday. All right. What about yesterday? Here we go. The Florida. <laughs> well, I know today's Tuesday. That was early Monday. Later in the day. <laughs> the Florida High School Athletic Association is in the process of drafting an NIL proposal for its board of directors to review. The news comes hours after Georgia became the 34th local athletic association to allow high school athletes to participate in, here we go, peace sign, everybody, both hands, wiggle your fingers, and that makes air quotes, here we go, NIL activities, participate in NIL activities without forfeiting their eligibility. You can, you can be paid to, I don't know, maybe play for a high school team, you know, you can be paid. You can have some sort of deal struck for the money to begin to flow because now you're going to go be a Florida Gator. How many schools around the country are recruiting Florida high school athletes? Tennessee, Missouri, Georgia, and now Florida. Pretty soon coming to a State High School Association near you. What about Mississippi? You know, the, the state, the small state, but that turns out more NFL players per capita than any other state in the union? Yeah, Mississippi. Hmm. Stick around. Ready to talk sports the Mississippi way with you. So get in on the conversation and tell him what you think. What now? (laughs) Man, what is next? I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go! With the home team. We were getting a little context here on the story about high school uh, athletics associations. Um, I guess it's state bylaws, basically, or or maybe it's association bylaws. I don't know. Um, I just know it opens it up. So it says that high school athletes in these states can now begin to earn money off of their name, image, and likeness and keep their eligibility intact because – Really, that's what has been the the deal in the past. You go, yeah, but, I mean, you can call it name, image, and likeness now. Before, it was just recruiting inducements. (laughs) Cash under the table. Cars and furniture and a house for mama, you know, and all those kinds of things. And if you sign with, you know, Florida State. (laughs) But the deal was, is that there was always this, you know, implied and in some cases talked about risk on the part of the athlete. That, hey, if you take that, get caught later on, your eligibility is in question. You could be a sophomore clicking along and in college and tracking down an NFL career and something pops up like this and your eligibility is pulled and you can't play. 
And that has happened before. Okay, so in this new climate, this new era, what they're saying is in these states, you you know, in, in our state, you you're a high school player, you can cash in on NIL as a high school player and not lose eligibility at the college level. Jimmy comments on the Murray West live thread. He's on YouTube. He said, the Bloom kid who played football at Colorado was an Olympic skier. Had to give up honest-to-goodness money paying ski sponsors to play college football. He must think this is the twilight zone. I do remember that, right? Because the thing was, yeah, yeah, he's, you know, one sport. There, there was no amateur deal. He's a pro in one sport. He's an amateur, quote-unquote, in the other. So he's an amateur in football. He's a pro as a skier. Endorsement deals for, you know, as an Olympic skier. Couldn't take the money or it would jeopardize his football career. Now, you can look at that and go, well, it's pretty asinine. <laughs> I mean, pretty, pretty well ridiculous rule to begin with. But we are looking through the lens of changes and updates and more information and a, and a new model here. That's the way it always was back then. <clears throat> Jimmy went on to add that he gave up his last two years of football eligibility in order to ski uh, in the Olympics. So, I don't know. Like, you know, when does it come around here? Y'all have heard this before. Okay. I'm going to play it for you again. It's really short. This was on this show during a live interview at Divinity Equipment up there on Highway 51 in Madison, okay, at Gluckstadt, back just before football season began. Jason White, who's um, not the Speaker of the House, he's a Speaker Pro Tem. A lot of people feel like he's the next Speaker of the House as one of the representatives here in Mississippi. And Jason White sat down, and one of the first things he told us is that he had been fielding phone calls. People wanted to know, when is Mississippi going to change its deal here on this NIL stuff? Good to be with you. Good I, to be. Hey, you said topics. I got a call this morning from some folks wanting to know about what the state was going to do in the NIL space, if we're going to change any of our laws. Any of our laws. Well, you know what? Other states have. They have. That's right. You've got, well, I can't name them all, but just for example, New York, Missouri. Sure. Okay, and, and I can start right there because now we've got one that's in the SEC footprint that has passed a state law right. that says, Hey, no NCAA people coming in here punishing us for anything. That's right. Which actually gives them a huge advantage if it's going to continue to be the way it is. If it's going to continue to be the Wild Wild West, you're going to see other states. Yeah. Like like a couple of years ago, state Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Southern, and, and, and even um, the SWAC schools, they were all on the same page of, look, we want to be uniform, and let's here's what we want for now. Yeah. And so... You know, those guys aren't going to be able to stay in that gear if all the other states are going to start. Sure. You know, I, I feel like sometimes we're already behind the eight ball anyway. I certainly don't want to, you know, yeah. Texas is going to jump up there, and then here we go. Well, So you heard him say other states. Well, here we are just a little time later. And, again, I'm just giving you the info. This popped up uh, early yesterday. Um, the Georgia High School Association approved a bylaw that allows high school athletes in Georgia 
to profit from name, image, and likeness opportunities. There's quotes here, you know, and they, they went and talked to some high school coaches uh, to kind of get reaction. One coach, this is Grovetown boys basketball coach Darren Douglas, says he can't help but to imagine what this means to the future. It also prompted a few what-ifs. Just as the 2023-24 school year was beginning, he saw a five-star prospect, Darion Reed, leave Grovetown for a prolific prep in Northern California. While some speculated that Reed made the move due to NIL money coming his way, the six-foot-seven senior denied those speculations. But his coach wonders, well, if we could have paid him, he'd have stayed here. So that was Georgia. And as soon as that news came out yesterday, no kidding, as soon as it came out, the Florida High School Athletic Association is in the process of drafting an NIL proposal for its board of directors to review. That's according to a statement yesterday from the association. The news comes hours after Georgia became the 34th local athletic association to allow high school athletes to participate in NIL activities without forfeiting their eligibility. Patches O'Houlihan. Patches O'Houlihan on the all-name team on uh, the Country Pleasing text line says, I'll be interesting in, interested in seeing who is making the decisions for high school players giving the legal disposition as it applies to age. Well, okay, yeah, but it's a high school athlete. Okay, so I know what you're saying is high school athlete, but, you know, high school is ninth through 12th grade. And that would be the deal, Patches, regardless of age, if they are in high school. Because these things are by the High School Athletics Association and they are high school activities bylaws. So it's high school. So you could be a year younger, you're already in ninth grade, but you're in high school. Right? So that's what would stipulate it, I would guess. Yeah, so my question for you is like, who's next? Um, Squares. <laughs> Picking up your sarcasm, Squares. He texts the show and says, yeah, nothing at all can go wrong here. <laughs> you know, and one thing that is, you know, a little bit interesting about that, if you looked at Missouri, who's done it before, had their deal. I know ten we said Tennessee did it. Um, some other states. But really, Georgia, Florida are a couple of examples. If you do have multiple schools who are competing for the same recruits, um, there's not, it's not a state with one big giant school. And even though right, right now in Georgia, Georgia has a big upper hand for sure. You look at Florida, all the schools in Florida, how big the state is, how many athletes, yes. But you've also got, you know, you got Florida State, you got Florida, you have Miami. And then everybody else in the country going in there and recruiting those athletes in Florida. So it just makes you wonder, okay, what about, What's next, uh, you know, in, in my state? What's next here in Mississippi? You know, as far as I know, uh, Alabama, the state of Alabama, does not have anything like that yet. 
you know, it would make you think that they might, but as far as I know, they don't. And that's the other thing. Okay, if you're Alabama, for example, they border, they they share a border with Georgia. And, you know, if you're in Phoenix City, Alabama, all right, you're already, you're just across the river from Columbus, Georgia anyway. Excuse me one second. So it's like in Phoenix City, Alabama, okay, right on the Georgia line, you got the Chattahoochee. Is it the Chattahoochee River that separates Phoenix City and Columbus? I think that's a river. And so, quite literally, you can throw a rock from, from if you got a really good arm. You can throw a rock from Phoenix City to Columbus, Georgia. Well, man, you can walk across that, you can ride a bicycle across that bridge. Okay, and if I'm a five star in Phoenix City, I take quote unquote NIL money in Alabama right now. My eligibility's up in question. But if I go across the bridge, it's not because Georgia's got a new rule. I'm moving. Just something to think about. Hour one in the books, hour two coming up right after this. In the Bureau, stick around. 